What's up guys, welcome back to the Zeddy Training Podcast. Apologies, it's been a while. It has absolutely been a while. Thank you very much for bearing with me. Hope everyone's well. Um, it's been a bit of a tricky year and we're nearing the end of the year and obviously it's been a very confusing and bloody out of the ordinary one. So for those that are still maintaining your enthusiasm for fitness um, and are still looking for ways to lose weight, I, I salute you because, you know, given the fact that, you know, jobs have been laid, people have been laid off their jobs and people are not allowed to go out anywhere, then you're kind of just stuck at home and mindless eating can be quite easy to do. And, you know, I appreciate it's more of a mental thing for a lot of people. But if you're listening to this and you've still got that enthusiasm and you still want to lose weight and you have um, had that desire for the last couple of months, I salute you majorly. Okay, I really do because it's been a tough year for everyone. Q&A time. So rather than going through a topic, I just put out a question thingy on Instagram and got quite a lot of questions. So I'm just going to rattle through them just now. So the first question I can't really answer, so I really am sorry about this. Any tips for pregnant women on healthy eating and exercise? The second part I can. Healthy eating and exercise should be just the same way. However, don't be training with weights um, unless you've got some supervision. Depending on the trimester that you're in, you really want to be making sure that you don't go too crazy and you've got the um, expertise and the guidance from your GP or the midwife, okay? Now, there are some trainers out there that um, specialize in this, but of course, given what's been happening at the moment, I'm not sure that will be a viable option at the moment. But the one thing I do need to draw your attention to for pregnant ladies is this eating for two thing. Now, a lot of the times what we see is lots of weight gained, and then what ends up happening is you are concerned about all the baby weight that you've gained. Now, I am in no position to say this because, of course, pregnancy is quite a stressful time, but people do mindlessly eat. Because it's the excuse that they're carrying a child and they need more energy. Yes, they need a bit more energy, but not as much as they think. So when it comes down to, you know, the baby being born, then you've got all that weight on you that you have full, that you pretty much did have a, a good amount of control over. I'm not saying it's your fault. You just need to be a bit more um, careful with that. Okay, so if you're pregnant and you listen to this, then try your best to still eat the way you were previously. And it would make sense because if you want an you know, optimal um, development and growth of the baby, then you need to be making sure you're eating well. So just something to bear in mind, okay? But um, regarding the exercise element, walking every day is probably one of the best things that you could do. We get questions from pregnant ladies all the time uh, and it works for them because walking is safe. Um, obviously, if it's causing you, you know, any form of stress, then see the GP. Your GP or your midwife should be the first person you go to. How to reduce chance of excess weight on stomach? Um, I'm not sure because of the way that's phrased, but it could be mean. It could mean two things: either you're gaining weight and you want to stop it from going to your stomach, which you can't do, or you're losing weight and you want to get it off your stomach, which you can do, but you can't do it directly. So, when it comes to stubborn fat, whatever it is, it is not a case of it's never going to budge. It is. Okay. Remember, weight, uh, body fat is what you want to lose. When people say they want to lose weight on stomach, you you really mean body fat, okay? Because that's the stuff that's making it stick out. That's the stuff that you want to lose, the jiggly stuff that people want to lose, okay? Now, when it comes to losing fat, it is just a process of dieting down, uh, moving a little bit more, eating mindfully. Um, obviously, that means something different to everyone now that can kick up a whole fuss, but it's too long to cover in a podcast. But that's how you do it, really. And when the weight starts to come off, this is where most women struggle, okay? Now, they diet down, and they'll see their face come in, their shoulders um, lean out a little bit, their arms and their legs, but then the bum doesn't move, the, the, you know, the top of the thighs, the hamstrings, the quads, and the stomach doesn't really budge, and you think, okay, that's it, this is not coming off now, I'm going to give up. But stubborn fat is stubborn, so you need to just keep going, 
think about the stubborn friend that you've got. Whenever you want to do something with them, you just need to keep going and persisting and they will come around eventually. That's exactly the same way stubborn fires. You just have to be a bit patient and it will come off, okay? So please bear with that. Can you build muscle at home with dumbbells? Um, you absolutely can. So the process of building muscle um, comes about through a couple of mechanisms in the body. So one of them is progressive overload, mechanical tension, and the what we call a cell swelling, okay? That's the three key ones, really. So what the mistake that a lot of women make is they don't know what weight they're doing in their previous weeks or what their exercise output was last week. So when you just go into your sessions and you just randomly do a workout following a YouTube workout, you're not really progressing, okay? Now... What ends up happening is, if you just go into the workout with no sense of what you did previously, your body's just going to get the same stimulus week in, week out. But if you write down your workouts, if you use an app whereby you're able to track the reps and then improve on that and improve on the weight that you've done each week, shameless plug, we do that in the Asian Fitness Zone. We give you access to the industry standard app, which is My PT Hub, and you'll have access to a ton of workouts and you'll be able to um, exercise all the reps and the sets in a structured manner. Yes, it's a bit cheeky for me to throw that in there, but I am transparent and I would only sell something that I do believe in. But you can do it yourself anyway with a book or a notepad, whatever it may be. You need to know what you did in weeks one, weeks two, week three, week four, and you build on that each week. And that's how you progress and develop a muscle. Okay, so if you're looking for that toned look, toning comes about where you develop the muscle tissue and you reduce body fat. When you get that, the muscle um, takes precedence and you'll start to see it in the surface of your skin and your skin starts to tighten up and that's what gives off that toned look, okay? You can't just do a couple of exercises and tone the area. That's not how it works, okay? You need to reduce body fat a little bit. Subsequently, also strength training and by developing muscle tissue by, as I just said, getting stronger each week and doing something more each week, okay? So yes, you absolutely can build muscle at home. You just need to be a bit more uh, strategic and smart. So just really train with intensity. Tips for women, sorry, tips for exercises with women with PCOS. Um, there's no special exercises. This one really bothers me. Not the question. Thank you for asking that. It's not the question. It's that if you go on in social media now, there's a friggin' Instagram influencer or there's a nutrition doctor, a PCOS specialist everywhere now. They're giving bog standard advice and stuff that's actually not backed up by claims, okay? Now, that sounds, you know, in most cases, a lot of them will just be selling things. Now, yes, I'm going to get the comment, oh, Xavier, hypocrite, you're selling programs. Yeah, no, um, but it's general weight loss programs, okay? Now, we don't just give out a program, we give out a structure. If it's one-to-one coaching or Asian fitness zone, we've got support on hand at all times, but it is general health, weight loss, stubborn fat, whatever it may be. We don't specialize in diabetes management or PCOS, whatever it may be. So yeah, that argument will collapse in itself. Not for uh, for you listening, but for anyone that does, there's always one out there who wants to argue with me on that one and call me hypocrite, but we're not, okay? We're being transparent with what we do. My gripe is when you've got people out there on Instagram and social media saying that you should cut gluten out or cut dairy out when there's no substantial evidence to back that up. Not, I repeat, not a cherry-picked article from you know USA Today or some random news article, okay? It needs to be backed up by science evidence out there and from what I've seen there's not enough of it but the one thing we do know is for those with PCOS one of the key things that um, those with PCOS can not suffer with but struggle with is your um, ability to handle sugars or carbohydrates so insulin resistance is something you've probably heard of so this is just your inability not to handle it but I suppose you yeah, handle it, but um, not to you know a greater degree whereby it's getting towards type 2 or type 1 diabetes but 
it's just that you need to just watch the types of whole grains and the foods that you eat, okay? And more specifically, the exercises that you do. So for as far as exercises go, anything with a degree of strength will elicit the best response. So weight training generally has shown time and time and again, I mean, we work with ladies with PCOS, not because we specialize in PCOS, but because we just do the thing that works from what we've seen. Strength training is the number one thing for those with PCOS, okay? So get some weights if you've got any at home. If you don't have any at home, a kettlebell, a dumbbell, whatever it may be, some resistance bands, squats, lunges, presses, deadlifting, you know, under supervision, just make sure, of course, you're medically clear to exercise. And I guarantee that's going to be far more effective than just doing jogging or going for a walk. Okay, so strength training with those for those with PCOS has um, shown time and time again to elicit the best response. Generally, though, with those with PCOS, you just need to tweak a few things, but please be very careful with who you follow on social media. And you will, we will repeat the same advice, nothing fancy, because we're not in a position to do that because we don't know enough yet. Um, I'm using a Smith machine with 5 kg weights, either side to squat. Really feel the burn, is it effective? Yes, but don't just chase the burn, okay? Depending on what the goal is. If you just want to get a workout, fair enough. But if you want to develop, develop muscle tissue, get stronger and get toned in the process, you don't want to be just chasing the burn all the time because your muscle expects the burn. Burn, sweat, you know, huffiness and puffiness is not an indicator of a good workout, okay? Just remember that. Now, yes, it's good to get a burn now and then, but you want to eventually increase the weight slowly over time. So that's why recording your weights, having access to a notepad or something or an app uh, and making sure that you're progressing each week is key, okay? So yes, it is effective, but eventually your body will adapt to it and it won't really do much. Do BCAAs help? Thinking of getting some so I can go harder than workouts, lose more weight? Uh, no, I would not advise that. Um, there's not enough studies to show BCAAs work anymore. BCAAs. Um, it's a fad thing now because if you're eating enough protein, you will get enough BCAAs, okay? So the branched chain amino acids are evident. Um, and most uh, whole foods, so whole protein sources will have enough of them. Uh, BCAAs are just marketed so in such a sexy way where it's like, oh, you'll retain more muscle and lose more weight, which is absolute nonsense. Save your money and focus buying uh, more whole protein sources and you'll be just fine, okay? It won't speed up the, the process. It doesn't make you lose more weight and it won't help you train harder, okay? What will help you train harder is recovery between workouts, eating enough fruits and vegetables, getting enough protein, sleeping well, water, Strength training in the gym with intensity and progressive overload over time. That's what will help you train harder, okay? So just remember that. Hey there, sorry for cutting in, but it's a public service announcement. For £14.99 a month, you can receive online coaching from us, yes. So if you've got a weight loss goal in mind and you're someone who's perhaps a beginner or someone who doesn't know where to begin, then this is a place to be. The Asian Fitness Zone is a place whereby you will have access to resources, videos, instructional videos, you know, food guides, you name it then this is a place to be. If you need workouts from a beginner level, gym, home workouts, it doesn't matter. We've got you covered, okay? And they all come with videos, by the way. So the most important element of this Asian Fitness Zone is we have a tracking system in place. So on a week-to-week -week basis, you can have your measurements put in and you'll get one-to-one -one feedback to ensure that you stay motivated and you've got the accountability to achieve your goal. So whatever goal you've got in mind, be it weight loss, just overall fitness, no goal is too big for us to handle, okay? So please definitely get in touch. You'll get all of that for just £14.99. Yes, it's a different service for our one-to-one -one coaching, but we've had many successes so far. So if you're someone who just wants to find out more, definitely do get in touch. One word of warning though, it is proactive individuals. So for someone who's ready to take action and wants to make change and you need your handheld, then please make sure you get in touch via one of our social platforms 
I'll be more than happy to give you more information. Okay, enjoy the rest of your episode. Choosing which exercises to do when exercising. Um, very broad question that is. It's hard to answer actually in a podcast, but your whole body exercises will work best. So, you know, your squats, your presses, your lunges, burpees if you like doing them. Um, but it depends on the goal, you know. So burpees won't be a good example of a strength training exercise, but to burn calories and to kind of give a bit of a sweat, yeah, I suppose they're okay. I would say drop us a DM if you've got any thoughts of those questions because it's very open-ended. Apron belly best exercises, nothing for that unfortunately. It will come off over time. It's not the answer people want to hear. It doesn't matter what kind of stomach that you've got, how it protrudes out, it will respond best when you're patient with your nutrition and you're exercising in some way, shape or form, okay? I'm sorry that that's not the answer you wanted to hear, but it's the only way that you can lose weight effectively, okay? When you lose weight, it will respond, it just takes a bit of time, so please just bear in mind that there's no best exercise. Now, there's best exercises for training certain muscles, yes, but as far as fat loss goes, unfortunately, you can't do that. Best way to lose postpartum weight, third child, um, the way you would lose weight in any other position is to start off with a good nutrition standpoint, so getting in your proteins, carbs, and fats, just get a healthy amount in um, and start to exercise. There's no special way, regardless of whether you've had a baby or not, um, whether it's you know perimenopause, whatever it may be, if you've come off from an injury, whatever thing that's happened to your body, it's the same thing that applies across the board. It's just that the one thing that will impact that potentially might be motivation or not knowing where to begin. But the best way to lose it is just to start. Okay, so start going for a walk every single day. Get into a caloric deficit somehow. Um, the best way to do it is just tidying up your food choices. For a lot of people, it could be cutting out their biscuits in the evening, replacing them with some fruit or something or some lower calorie biscuits um, and increasing their um their consumption of whole foods, because when you naturally switch over to quote-unquote healthy foods, your calories will come down, okay? And that's how you achieve a calorie deficit without thinking too much about it. How to lose weight with all the craving and lack of energy and no time to actually do any walks. Um, I know this is going to be something you're probably going to get annoyed at, but you have to make time to, to do some form of walking. If you genuinely can't, then getting steps in the house is the next best thing, okay? Because if exercise is no option, you need to try and work your way to get steps in. And we do have clients that get them in the house because they've got no time, uh, but we need to speak to them and say, what are you doing in any spare time that you have? Okay, you have no spare time? Then fair enough. Then get your steps in in the house. That's the way to combat that. With cravings, it comes down to the food quality because if you're not eating, you know, a good amount of nutritionally, uh, nutritionally dense food, then your hunger, your hunger signals will be all over the place. Um, so generally speaking, enough getting in enough protein and fiber is two of the key things when it comes to keeping you fuller. Uh, I guarantee we give this advice uh, as bog standard. It's stuff that everyone knows. Um, but most fitness professionals, I mean, not like the general public. Um, but when you increase your consumption of protein vegetables and fruits and water you will feel a lot fuller we get questions on a daily basis about this and then we get those same individuals who then do that and then two weeks later the message i guarantee every single one and if you know someone um who follows the page ask them if they've messaged us and the number one thing they say is i'm so full i can't eat anymore okay simply by eating better quality foods because when you eat healthier foods especially protein you will be satiated for longer meaning that you'll feel fuller for longer and thus the um, tendency to snack will kind of go down because you're not going to feel peckish or get those cravings, okay? But if it's time of the month and that's different, of course, um, you, you can control it, but you kind of can't. But that's another topic altogether. 
just wanted to say thank you for the info you, you do give. Um, that Thank you so much for taking the time out to message and say that. Um, you know, one of the things that we focus on is, yes, we've got paid services and we are pride ourselves on results, but the majority of the work we do is free. <laughs> you know, all the content that we put out there, answering emails on a daily basis, we get tons of them, answering DMs, tons of them, um, all for free. And it may seem a bit far-fetched as to why we would do that when we're a business, but yeah, we're a business, but we're in the business of helping people. So um, more than happy to give out as much free information um, as possible. So thank you so much for taking the time to say that. Um, it means a lot. And uh, it does mean a lot because it shows that people are listening and they're actioning what we say. Your input and body contouring methods, not a big fan of it, um, simply because when it comes to any form of modification or if you're doing any form of uplifting or removal, then chances are it's not going to be permanent. The problem that we have here is when you're trying to lose fat through any other kind of any other means, okay, then you're not able to keep the body fat off because this whole idea of freezing, removing, lifting, whatever it may be, you're not doing anything to the fat cell itself, thus by it's still going to be there. So yes, it's a short-term fix. It might seem appealing and people are still going to do it regardless of what we say and to each their own, but it's not a long-term solution, okay? So please bear that in mind. Um, the thing that you need to remember is when you're losing weight, you're losing fat properly through good quality food and exercise, you've got the freaking tools to then keep doing that. You know, when you're doing any form of body contouring or if you're doing any form of surgery, for example, um, then you're not you're not equipped with the knowledge and the tools and the awareness of being able to eat flexibly. What happens is when people go for these procedures is they don't really know how to eat properly anyway. So they continue eating the way they are because they've not got that um, discipline. And it's not much of a discipline, it's just practice, then they end up gaining the weight back again and then they struggle. We see this, we've seen reviews of this as well. And I've actually know I know of someone who's been through this, and because the nutrition wasn't done, uh, sorry, on point, and because they took the easy way out, they gained it all back in about six months. Okay, so it is not um it's not good. I would try away from it. How do you lose the last seven kg? The way you lose all of your other kg. So very important to remember you can't um as a body we start to lose weight, if you're a woman especially, weight, uh, body fat, which is what you want to lose, um, becomes a bit harder because the body doesn't want to lose it. It wants to stay the same, okay? So if you're stuck at where you are just now, you may need to evaluate your food intake. You may need to evaluate your steps. Are you still, because naturally what happens is when you lose weight, your body um, weight comes down and your metabolism kind of adapts with it, okay? It's a thing, it adapts. There's none of the nonsense about starvation mode. It's just that your metabolism adapts to the amount of energy you need. So compared to maybe the amount of energy you need when you were 90 kilos compared to 70 or 60, it's a big jump. So a heavier body requires more calories to run, obviously, because there's more processes and it needs to um, function, it needs it to, it needs to power it through. Whereas if you're lighter, your body doesn't need that many calories. So what exercise are you doing? Are you doing a bit more? Because naturally what ends up happening is when people lose weight, when you lose weight, your metabolism adapts, you require, you don't require as much energy, but you don't move around as much. I guarantee that's what's happening because in most cases that is what will happen. So because you won't really move much, your your um, your non-exercise activity will go down without you realizing it. Uh, but if you pay attention to this and you consciously think about it and you keep it up, then you'll still be able to maintain that. So this is where the word plateau gets thrown around. People think they've hit a plateau when they've not really. <laughs> um, they're just not diligent with their food um, and they've dropped off their kind of energy expenditure. So have a little think about those things. 
wider again so fast but take forever to lose it um, gaining weight the process of gaining weight is quite easy because it's just stored energy but you need to differentiate between weight gain and fat gain weight gain is easy because it could be a combination of water um, you know food matter if you weighed yourself the day after uh, and some muscle mass if you're training but when it comes to you know weight loss what you really mean is fat loss okay that's the stuff that you don't want to look at when you gain fat losing it yes it's a bit it takes a bit longer but you're probably not going the right way about it okay now that's a whole other podcast altogether so do apologize uh, i'm trying to keep this uh, nice uh, and short um a couple more here i'm gonna have to just do one last one here uh, how do okay i'll answer the same one here how do we get sugar cravings because that got asked three times sugar cravings again it does come down to the quality of food that you eat so if you're able to eat a balance of good quality food, especially kind of whole grainy foods and protein and enough fiber through vegetables, uh, you'll slow down the digestion and absorption of foods, especially if you pair them together. So if you were to have a f- piece of fruit on its own thinking it's healthy, yeah it is, but it'll hit your bloodstream a bit quicker and you'll get hungry a lot faster, potentially crave more sugars. Now that's not to say don't av- that, uh, to avoid fruit. Fruit's not bad. Okay, fruit sugar is fine. Okay, please remember that. Unless you're diabetic, then you would have been told otherwise. But what ends up happening is when you combine foods together, the process of breakdown takes a bit longer, okay, because it's combined together. So if you're going to have a bit of fruit, an apple or banana, have some nuts with it. Have some peanut butter with your banana or apple slices, my favorite. Um, Whenever you're having a baked potato, then don't just have it just with cheese and whatever it may be. Have it with tuna, have it with the chicken filling, whatever it may be. So when you combine foods, protein, carbs and fats and get some fiber, you will feel fuller for longer. That's just normal. (laughs) Okay, so it is a case of assessing what you're eating and naturally your sugar craving should be carved a little bit, okay? If you're constantly getting sugar cravings, it's the fact that your diet is not on point, okay? Having a chicken salad for lunch and having a little protein shake here and there, that doesn't do anything. It's overall, what has your food been doing over the course of the day? Because that will impact your blood sugar levels and it will help you stabilize them. Because if you're not, they'll be all out of place and you'll be constantly craving food. And it'll be a bit of a vicious cycle. And in most cases, it'll be sugary foods, okay? Hopefully that makes sense. Right guys, so that's all I've got time for today. A couple more, I may answer. Um, I've got another 10 or 15 more. I'll try and get them answered in another one. I'm kind of short on time here. I don't want to keep up too much of your time. Thank you so much for listening. Um, And I'll try and get another podcast episode out very soon. The point of these is to provide another platform to educate. So of course, you know, there's only so much we can do out in videos and written format. And sometimes people like to listen, you know, be it whether you're doing something else or driving or whatever it may be um, and kind of help you because some people like listening and learning as well at the same time so if you've uh, found any value in this then I'm going to be like every other podcast out there that you're sick of hearing um, and I would say please leave us a review uh, comment let us know how you found the episode if you found any value in it share it do whatever you want to do try and just uh, spread the word a little bit so we can help as many people as possible right guys you enjoy the rest of your day thank you